trade services, Lavazi and Book1.co.uk present the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast. Hello and welcome to the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast, episode 545. I'm Adam, of course, and please forgive the bunged up nose and the gruff voice. I've had a cold for over a week now, and the fact that I'm talking to myself and I'm more likely to make a mistake. So, yes, only fan TCCon 2022 this week, uh, and I'll be playing snippets from the convention uh, regarding interviews that I've done with the guests. But initially I want to talk about the logistics of running a small Comic-Con on the Isle of Wight, uh, and we found out this year that it's a bit of a balancing act between uh, the celebrities, who some of which have a guarantee in their contract, and whether they can make that guarantee at their table by selling autographs, uh, photographs, selfies, or, or what or products that they have themselves. And of course, if they don't sell enough to meet their guarantee, then the event has to top up to their guarantee. Um, and also, you have to have or weigh up whether you have enough money coming through the door to seal that guarantee plus their travel expenses and hotel bills and stuff so i think we more or less got it right i think perhaps we that all the guests maybe not have been suitable for the event but you sort of live and learn but what we did get right was have a brilliant load of cosplayers some great entertainment uh, with the jedi fight school and with the board gaming which was particularly good and VR we had by Dan Rowling and uh, White VR. Uh, we had a, a, a lovely uh, load of sellers as well, and just a, a large group of people who were just keen to have a, a, a geeky load of fun for the day. So um, it was a great relief to come away from the event, and to be fairly confident, it was a bit of a success. So for me, a success is breaking even. So I was not expecting to be saying that we are considering doing it again. Not saying we are going to do it again, but I really did think before it started uh, the stress we, that's gone into actually putting it together um, would mean this will be it. Um, just get it done. We, we've done the second one and we've made the achievement of doing this event on the other way. But it turns out that there's so many people keen on having it and uh, and we've had so many nice comments as well sorry about the dings in the background this happens to me all the time you know i'm watching doctor who and you've got people dinging me dinging the doctor who's live on the telly uh, it's something i live with but um what i'm going to do i'm not going to tell you what they are in advance because um i introduce the people in the actual interviews themselves and also i'd like to point out that it's obviously it's a comic-con there's background noise and also when the microphones are being held to these people they may sort of spit on the microphone a bit so you hear a crackle uh, as they say p's and t's or whatever so I, I can't help that it's just part and parcel of carrying a recorder around an event but hopefully you'll still enjoy the interviews uh, on a later date we may uh, make available the more in-depth interviews between paul wilson and the the guests that we did during the Q&As on stage. So, um, I don't know who's up next. I suppose you'll just have to wait and see. So I'm at FantasyCon at the moment, and I'm with Gareth David Lloyd. Hello, Gareth. Hello, how's it going, mate? And how's it work for you at the moment? Uh, Plenty of work with Big Finish and Torchwood? 
big finish always uh, always there constant and um, brilliant scripts um, will keep bringing me back to those um, and bits of theater and and yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I'm, I'm I'm sort of involved in doing uh, TV sort of reviews at the moment with our with our show so the next step is is you know the big finish stuff and of course um, I'm a bit confused. I saw Yanto um, have a very sad death. I presume we're going back in time, are we? Or is that going to give too many spoilers away? Yeah, no, the Big Finish stuff is all set before Yanto um, perished. Um, I believe there's one or two set where he's where he's actually a ghost, which is set post-death. But um, the majority of it are uh, f- filler episodes in between uh, the episodes of the TV series and um, historic episodes set when Yanto was working with um, uh, Tortured One in Canary Wharf with Yvonne Hartman. That, that's, uh, I saw Miss John Barrowman in, in the in the Tortured stories quite a lot and it was nice to see him up at Wales Comic Con uh, a couple of years ago. So do, do you get to see much of John? Yeah, I see him on the circuit a lot. We, we st- I'm in contact with uh, all the main cast from Torchwood. We, we, we forged quite a strong uh, family bond when we when we work, when we all work together. So yeah, I, I still speak to them quite a lot. I don't see them as like as much as I'd like to. John's uh, a, a lot of the time in the US, and everyone's so busy. But yeah, we do bump into each other on the circuit and make an effort to sort of stay in contact. Uh, so, so have you found fancy Seacon today? It's been really, really lovely. It's, uh, everyone's really nice and welcoming. I've enjoyed my first time on the Isle of Wight. Um, yeah, nice, relaxed family, uh, community affair. I'd definitely come back. Ooh, well, thank you very much. So here I am with Simon Fisher-Becker, who's very kindly joined us here at Fantasy Con. Hello, Simon. Hello, and thank you for inviting me. And um, how did you find the ferry journey? Well, it was both disconcerting and calming at the same time, because what I hadn't taken on board was hearing the jugger 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 and feeling the vibrations but um, hearing the jugger jugger was a bit disconcerting but feeling the vibrations was actually quite calming for some reason well, it's the jugger jugger and all the car alarms going off oh, oh yes we had a couple of car alarms go off just after they said um, you know if there is a continuous sound <laughs> The funny thing is, uh, it's always embarrassing when I'm on the ferry because the jugger jugger and the car alarm going off is my car. Ah, well, there we go. (laughs) So, um, how have you found it here at FantasyCon? Sorry, I didn't catch that. How how have you enjoyed FantasyCon today? Oh, it's it's been wonderful. There have been some lovely people. uh, Lots of them talking about um, why they're a fan and why they like to dress up in their costumes. Meeting lots of new people. And having a good laugh. That's it. And I'm, I'm very impressed with the turnout today in regards to the cosplayers. Yes, the cosplayers. It'll be difficult when it comes to uh, choosing in the competition. It's difficult to see who will be first, second or third. And you've got a good vantage point here. I have, actually. It'll be very interesting to see what happens. I was hoping you were going to come on and cosplay. And actually, it wouldn't be funny if you come and cosplay every one of your own characters and lost. <laughs> well, uh, 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 I haven't seen anyone today, but very often I do see people come as Dorian. But it does remind me of the story. It might be hypocritical, but um, apparently Charlie Chaplin entered a Charlie Chaplin lookabike 
competition and came third. <laughs> yeah, it's John Leeson came. He, he lost uh, the K9 voice competition in America, didn't he? Oh, it's, uh, yes, I remember him telling me. Isn't life strange? Well, thank you, Simon. Thank you. Thank you very much. And here I am at FantasyCon, surprise, surprise, and I'm with Joseph Milson, who is uh, very famous in the world of Doctor Who in regards to Sarah Jane Adventures, at least, because uh, you were Maria's dad, wasn't it? That's it. I played Alan Jackson for two series. I don't know how many episodes that was, a dozen or so. And um, also lots of Doctor Who uh, Big Finish stories. Is that that same? Oh, various different characters. Yeah, various different parts, yeah. yeah. A lot of the actors... Uh, do be finished now. I, I think it's basically because the writing is so good, isn't it? It's great, and they're a nice bunch of people, um, uh, and they treat you well, and you have a lovely time. Yeah, yeah. And of course, you've done lots of other amazing stuff too, haven't you? I know. I know you did a video for us, and you you've, you couldn't actually reel it off comfortably because there was so much of it, wasn't it? That's true. I've been in the game a long time, and um, I, I've forgotten what I've done myself. I, I actually am in the embarrassing situation where I have to IMDb myself sometimes. Or I forget things. Yeah, a lot of the actors don't bother keeping it up, do they? I've got an actor on the Isle of Wight called uh, Joe Bone, and, and he's hardly got anything on the Island. And he keeps telling me about stuff he's done, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, wor- oh I worked with Michael Caine last week. <laughs> no, I love IMDb. It's very helpful yes, for memory problems. Especially for researchers. Yes, yes. It's more accurate than Wikipedia. Yeah, although it's not very accurate, and I need to change some things. I don't know how to do it. But, like, it says I only did two episodes of something, and I'm like, I did 18 of them, and they were hard work. I want to put them on there. You need to update that one. Do you update it yourself, though, don't you? I do, yeah, 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 and I'm rubbish. (laughs) So what's the thing you're most proud of? Because you've done quite a lot, like I say. That's very difficult. Some of the things aren't that show-busy that I'm really proud of. Like, some radio dramas I've done uh, are the best things I've ever been in. Um, And, you know, if you weren't there the week it came out on Radio 4... You might not have heard it, but um, like I played George Orwell for a whole year on Radio 4, and we did these amazing plays where I was playing George Orwell. That's just amazing. Was that available to stream anywhere? I think it might well be on the BBC Sounds app. It was called The Real George Orwell. Um, and, you know, and then filming, goodness me, I don't know where to start. There's a thing called Banished I did in Australia that was written by Jimmy McGovern that is probably the best thing I've done. Um, I played the main part in that for seven episodes. It was it was brilliant, um, but not many people saw that. You know. <laughs> so have you got anything coming up that you're allowed to tell us? Yes. So this Christmas, I'm in a Christmas movie that's coming out on Sky Cinema, Universal Films called. It's a remake. Well, it's not. It's a new Prancer movie for families. Oh, I've, right. I've seen that. I've, yeah. I've seen the preview. Yeah, with James Cromwell. Uh, stars James Cromwell and my wife and I play the baddie I'm always playing baddies Um, but it's a beautiful proper old fashioned but made with modern technology family Christmas film but done quite high standards Um, it's wonderful but it will be on Sky Cinema this Christmas so that's a good one yeah 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 and uh, what do you thought of uh, Fantasy Con today it's brilliant honestly the atmosphere is wonderful everyone I've spoken to has been fantastic people have gone for it with the cos cosplay and uh, brilliant interviewer um, up there really he'll like you saying that oh he's brilliant he knows his onions and um yeah, just lovely, lovely. And he's yeah. doing it for free as well. Oh, that's absolutely. I did give him a sandwich earlier. There you go, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Joseph. Brilliant, thank you. This is the bit I've been looking forward to. I'm with Clem So, who's been in so many things. Oh, come on, that's so corny. Oh, I love going to the cinema, Clem, and, and watching and waiting for the bit where you're going to pop up on the screen. 
Oh, um, I'm glad I can be of a surprise to you. And uh, yeah, I believe it's becoming a bit of a, a pastime for people to spot me. Well, I think that's a brilliant pastime myself. Yeah. And, and, and unfortunately, I, I, is your IMBD up to date? Uh, no. Naughty boy. No, it's not up to date. Because <laughs> Clem Spotters would like it to be up to date. There's a couple of films missing for a good reason. But, um, oh, because oh, uh, a bit hush yeah, hush, are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top secret. Your show reel, I was watching that the other day, and it, it doesn't have the films I've seen, because obviously it's like, you know, they're slightly different type of film, aren't they? Sure, sure, no, 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 obviously a lot of things I do are background work, so um, uh, for the show reel you're talking about, it's very more of an actor's show reel, um, which is <laughs> quite old, I believe it's not been updated for a while, but um, there were some films I worked on that never came out, so I, I was kind of wait, hoping that there'd be more. But it hasn't been, so that's why. I think a lot of us would love to get into sort of the, the background uh, artist work, but obviously there's a lot of work, isn't there? And then you may or may not be in the film. You know. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, if you're going to uh, be a supporting artist, you don't don't do it because you think you're going to be in Star Wars or Doctor Who. Do it because you love the film and uh, the process of making film. You know, you can learn so much on set. Um, you know, uh, from the directors or the cameraman. Uh, it's really good to, good training for actually you know when I did actually do some acting work um, it was really good for things like um, timing and make, making a mark because um, there were some guys that, that supposedly more experienced than me who couldn't even make their mark so in a way because I'd done that background um, work it just meant I could uh, hit my mark when I needed to yeah so, um, have you got anything coming up that uh, hasn't been on screen? Yeah, you're smiling, that you can tell us about? No, <laughs> the ones that I've been on, I can't unfortunately tell you about. Well, I would be right in saying that the, the scenes, say, in the Marvel movies, for instance, uh, are mostly in the UK that they, those scenes are shot. All the ones I've worked on are in the UK. Uh, obviously, I think they shoot in Atlanta as well, a lot, quite a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, some the, I think more and more there's uh, because of uh, Disney Plus, there's a lot more out there, mostly at Pinewood Studios in Iverheath. Yeah. So obviously, I, I, I'm, I, that, I'm not saying that I'm in those. I'm just saying, you know, yeah, my, I, nudge, yeah, nudge, yeah, wink, yeah. wink. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I had a conversation with um, oh, that's a little Scottish chap who was R2 D2 a couple of years ago, and he'd just oh, been Jimmy given v. Jimmy V. Yeah, he'd just been given the role, and I said, Are you R2 D2? I'm not allowed to say he's broad <laughs> Scottish accent. Okay, you know. So, but yeah, so, so you're in Doctor Who as well, haven't you? Because, again, there's a scene I've seen of you opposite one of the doctors over a table. I can't remember. Like, were you playing Genghis Khan or something like that? Oh, uh, that was uh, Pond Life with uh, Matt Smith, I think. That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I've worked on 11 episodes of Doctor Who. Uh, uh, lucky to have done a lot of episodes with Peter Capaldi and... And I was lucky just to, right at the end to work on uh, Legend of the Sea Devil. Um, um, so I was there on set with uh, Judy, which oh, was wow. really cool. Because um, I didn't think I was going to get to work with her or even be in the same room as her, but yeah. that was cool. Um, but yeah, now I'm also now looking forward to uh, shooting Gatwa's uh, take on Doctor. That was coming up. Oh, wow, excellent. So, uh, all I'm going to say, well, thanks for coming along to FantasyCon. What do you think of FantasyCon? Amazing. I've, I've loved uh, engaging with all the fans. Uh, I've had some great conversations, um, so that's really important to me is just that engagement, level of engagement with the fans, and, and I hope sincerely that they appreciate it, you know, that it was a mutual thing. I'm sure they do. Um, 
one last thing, of course, I know you can't, you're not going to say what you're going to be in soon, but obviously once we stop recording, don't forget to text me what you're going to be. <laughs> OK. <laughs> right. Thanks for coming along. Thank you. This is Michael Jason, the 20 Megabyte Valyard Podcast. Yeah, got that bit wrong, but never mind. I am here with Michael Jason at FantasyCon. First of all, how are you finding this event? I love it. I love it. I, I've just come back from Germany. I've never been there on a Doctor Who thing. Now I find all over England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, America, the Doctor Who people, and in Germany, are a big family. I've never met a single person who's a Doctor Who fan who I've disliked. And I said to them, I always say this: if they only played, if they only, if they only had Doctor Who in China, Russia, uh, Iran, the world would be a far better place. And also played cricket there. Well, when we had Colin Baker last time, uh, and um, he sat, oh, I've just been with him in, in, in Germany, and he, he was. Uh, just watching cricket for the whole weekend, because it was a really hot weekend, so he was at his desk in between signing, just w- watching cricket on his phone. Is that sort of thing you'd do if, if there was any cricket on? I've gone off the 2020. I can't... I, I like the real game. The 2020, to me, is for children. Uh, so is the penalty shootout. What about the 100? The, the 16... Po- if you say... What about the 16.4 overs? They say, what? I said, it's called the 100. It sounds more boring if you say it's... like baseball, it? I think it's rubbish. I, I quite enjoy it. Uh, it's, it's almost like a football version of cricket. Well, why did they? Very quick. It? But they want to get the, they want to get the fans in. They won't. Real cricket, i.e., the Test matches, are gradually over the last 20 years, being elbowed to one side. Michael Holding said, 10 years ago in the Times, that he hoped that the 2020 wouldn't stop. Now, in, I don't blame them, the cricketers going to India and getting a million quid but there's more people watch that kind of than they do the proper game and the proper game is gradually not being played It'll be they ought to keep this, the 2020 is separate but even the great Viv Richards the West Indian said that he thought the 40 and 50 overs was all meat and no sandwich you know, I, I met Viv Richards, Joel Garner and Ian Botham at the same cricket match when I was a teenager at, uh, in uh, Glamorgan uh, when they played uh, Somerset played Glamorgan and I got all the, the programme signed by all three of them but I since lost the programme but, but it, was, it was a nice moment for me uh, I got sneered at by Botham because I think he was getting a bit fed up with signing autographs to be fair but yeah, Joel Garner big, and, and, and I've, I've Viv Richards got, I've got Joel Garner's autograph and in fact um, my son, one of my sons then was, well he's 40 now he was tiny and Joel Garner a lovely, lovely man he stayed out at, in Arundel in Sussex for the whole of the tea interval and signed autographs for people, unbelievable I played in one of Botham's benefit matches, I've never met Viv Richards but Botham uh, I mean what a drinker my goodness <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's uh, legendary isn't it right back to Doctor Who, now um, are you still doing the big finishes of the Valyard? Oh, no, the last one I did was about a year and a bit ago with, um, with um, McGann. No, I haven't done any more. Was that, was that as the Valyard? Yes. Because yeah. obviously, I always wondered, I'm glad you're here to, for me to ask you personally, the Trial of the Time Lord, which is, I think, quite iconic. So I think it's aged quite well. I think it's, there's a lot of melodrama and a sort of bit of pantomime to it. However, 
obviously you and Colin shine on the screen, but the, the, the court scenes when the Doctor calls the Balliard Brickyard, Knacker's Yard, was, was some of that ad-libbed or was it all in the script? No, it was all the script by those... Well, I like them as people. When the Baker twins took over, they put that, that rubbish, absolute nonsense. I agree. Yeah. And so did Chris Chibnall, but I don't think his work's that good either. <laughs> but um, but it was it was fab though, wasn't it? I mean, especially the last two episodes when he actually got to get out from the dock and you know do some stuff. Oh, I. Very loved iconic, wasn't it? No, but I loved the. Um, I loved going round the potteries in the. Oh, Jeff Hughes, oh, bless him. Oh, yeah, he lived on the island. He did, yeah. I know. In fact, I was going to come and find him, but then he died. But I, all that. <laughs> round the potter. I loved the potter. And we were going to go back there about a year and a bit ago, and it was all cancelled because of COVID, and I was looking forward to it. Because Jeff Hughes, I. He, Oh, what a lovely man. Yeah, I, I did take a picture of him once so at a fete. He was, he was very, very good in that. Yeah, he was just brilliant. I know, I, I know somebody who, I worked with somebody who sort of met him and had a few drinks with him, and he said it, it, it was always struck by how genuine and lovely he was. Oh, he was one of the sweetest people I've ever met. Well, it's funny, I was to say funny, but the last two episodes of Trial of the Time Lord, you've got one written by Robert Holmes, a legend, haven't you? And of course he died, So, and the other half of it written by Pip and Jane Baker, wasn't it? If I, I, remember think, right. I think he wrote two, didn't he, Holmes, and then there was somebody else. Say was it was finished off by another, by another writer that wasn't Robert, wasn't it? Yeah. So I'd, we never knew what the real ending was going to be. No, but I'll tell you, all right, I won't say the rudeness, but I remember Jeff and Tony Selby, myself, Colin Baker, were in a car, quite late, we'd finished in the potteries, get back, and it's about one o'clock, so Geoffrey, Bonnie's there, Geoffrey Je- <laughs> Je- said, and he didn't mean it, of course, he said, right, we'll wake up the night porter, have a few drinks, and then we'll all, you Bonnie. <laughs> she, she took it seriously, she was only, what, 20 at the time, she, I said, listen, I said, run after her, I said, he's not, oh, well, oh, 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 oh. and of course, poor old Jeff got yeah, so yeah. upset, he bought her about two bottles of champagne and he buying a chocolate and she said it's all right and now know it's a joke because he got so upset about it but yeah. he just meant it as a joke no no you can't say anything road of humor is it no, no. no. <laughs> anyway, thanks for so much for coming along and no, so it's thank an absolute you. delight thank, thank you, you. Um, excuse me ladies excuse me. sorry I'll do an interview sorry <laughs> I'm here with Carla Mendonca, uh, who's uh, joined us at Fantasy Con. Um, sorry to say this, but you're quite delightful. That's very nice of you. I've not heard that before. I'm <laughs> sure you haven't. So um, how are you enjoying it? I'm thinking it's great fun. It's great fun. I was just talking to Josh, who's um, my husband, Clive Mantle's um, helper today, and he was saying how lovely it was to watch people be given so much pleasure by meeting the mm. people that they've been watching or listening to um, all their lives. And... Um, yeah, it, it is a great pleasure to be able to do that. It really is. It's great. I mean, yeah, it's lovely. Of course, you've been in Corrie recently. I suppose people have been recognising you for that. Yes, and it's strange because in Corrie I have long hair because I've just cut all my hair off really short. And I thought no one would recognise me, but people still do. Yes, I, I, um, I auditioned for Corrie um, last, not this year, last year, August, and I was supposed to be four episodes. Mm. And I'm still there. 
um, sort of a, over a year uh, later, which is really nice. I'm not a regular, but I'm, if there's a school storyline, they bring Mrs. Crawshaw back. So there's a potential for the character, isn't there? Well, yeah, exactly. Could end up with Ken Barlow. Well, do you know what? Yeah, do you know what? He's old, much older than me, but he's still really gorgeous. I bumped into him up there. He's absolutely gorgeous and charming and brilliant at what he does as well, yeah. One of my friends who was in Corey Crow, was, you know, um, Toby Haydoke, he played a traffic warden for a bit oh, during COVID. Oh, yeah. it must be They lovely. haven't called him back, though. Right? No, but it's... Uh, well, they haven't got me now because that's why I've cut my hair because they... Um, they haven't got any school storylines. Wait till next year, hopefully, and they'll have some more. But yeah, yeah. So they always bring a sort of a wave of teenagers in at some point, don't yeah. they? Yeah, they want to, yeah. they're trying to get a younger audience, I think. Yeah. Well, not trying to, but just encouraging younger people to watch. Yeah. yeah. My parents are aliens. Yes. That went on for quite a while, didn't it? You, you were the second mum, weren't you? I Regenerated. Was, I was. I was. I was morphed. Um, Barbara Durkin, who played the first series, she morphed into an emu, <laughs> um, and then an emu morphed into me. I don't remember. No, I don't either. It's <laughs> probably a bit odd because I, I was, wasn't a child when it was on, but I, I used to watch it because obviously ITV, CITV used to be on actual ITV, so yes, it would be around dinner time, and, yes. and it was a nice, light-hearted thing to watch. Yes, a bit like Grange Hill. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It crossed all generations, really. I mean, I have people coming up to me, kids that are watching it on YouTube now, and I have teenagers who, or, or, or sort of mid-20-year-olds who watched it while they were at school, yeah. and then 30-year-olds who watched it when they were at university because it was 20 years ago now. Yeah. So, yeah, now that was the best job in the world because basically it was no holds barred. They were aliens. They'd mm. never been here before. Everything they were doing, they were doing more or less for the first time and trying to get to grips with the rules. Hence Brian sniffing people's bottoms because <laughs> he saw dogs doing it. Um, and having to be told by his kid that, that that's not what humans do. And with a tweak, it could have been an adult show, couldn't it? It really? could easily have been. A, well, it was because, I mean, adults would sit and watch mm. it with their kids and it was yeah, equally family, enjoyable for both of them, wasn't it? Yeah. And the kids were great now as well, weren't they? They were absolutely brilliant. And then I think we jumped the shark in mm. Series 8 um, where we, um, we got rid of all the brilliant mm. kids and sent them to Canada to live with Uncle Brian and Auntie uh, Sophie, yeah. um, who was Barbara and Tony. Yeah. Um, and then we set off in the spaceship again at the end of that series, and I, and I said to Brian, don't touch the red button, don't touch the red button, don't touch the red We had one window to get back to Valix. We had a window of about 15 minutes that, that would then disappear for the next 7,500 years or something, So and he, and he touched the red button, and we crashed again, and we crashed into a lighthouse, and we got a whole bunch of other foster kids, um, four kids this time, who weren't very good. And, um, and they changed our dress, so we were in the 1960s, which is always a little bit... The 1950s, which is where our original um, sitcom, the original spaceship was sort of morphed into a... We had a 1950s guidebook, so everything... Sophie's dresses were all 1950s, Brian was very, you know, 50s. And um, that's a very innocent period, but the 60s is a little bit more knowing, so it just didn't really quite work. It was a little bit too sophisticated. Um, wow, it was, it was such a good series. Yeah, um, and before that, do I sort of remember correctly you were in, in some comedy sketch shows and mm. stuff like that? Did the Harry Enfield show. There's a sketch called Women Know Your Limits, mm. where I'm sure um, if you look it up on YouTube, it's a black and white public information film in the style of, and I start talking about the gold standard at the dinner table, and it's much to the horror of all the men and the women, and I'm dragged off home and taught to behave appropriately, and I come back and talk about kittens because... That's just about the sum of what women were supposed to talk about. And, yes, and then told her what a delightful, sweet little thing I was. Um, but that was great fun, and that's endured. Yeah, that's endured, that sketch. And French and Saunders, and the Lenny Henry show. Um, yeah, lots of 
comedy. You probably don't know. This is a, a Doctor Who podcast, but oh, I like sorry. to branch. No, that's fine. Yes. I like to branch out yes. and find out why people haven't been in Doctor Who. Oh well, I've been in some audio Doctor Who. I thought you might have been. Big finish, yeah. yeah but I haven't been in actual Doctor Who, unlike Tony who played. It's amazing that Clive I know it is. I know. What's the Come He's on, guys. He's been hinted possibly to be the Doctor a yeah, couple of times. Has he? No oh, he'd make a good one, wouldn't he? Well, he'd be brilliant, I think. <laughs> I think he'd be brilliant. But um, when you would maybe, so the branch now. I don't think. No, I don't no. think this. I don't think the business no. is terribly affectionately um, no. positioned towards middle-aged, uh, middle-class <laughs> white women at the moment, to be honest. Um, but I'm very good at playing villainesses. I have played the White Witch and Cruella Deville. But Excellent. no, big finish. Um, I did um, the Lucy. What's it called? The Lucy. Oh, listeners you, are now shouting yes, it. Yes, they the are, and it's, it's Sheridan Smith, um, Lucy Thingy Adventures. Yes, I, I know Sheridan Smith. Sheridan Smith, that's a different name to say, Sheridan Smith, yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's quite, it's, it's one of Paul McGann's um, it was. companions. Yeah. And the other one that I did was Ravenous 2, which is um, Paul McGann and Nicola Walker and um, Hattie Morahan. Yeah. Well, I've got those ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, they, they, they were great fun. They were really yeah. good fun. And Clive's done a couple as well, actually. Well, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Better get back to the table, otherwise a certain person will be moaning about you not being at your table. Well, um, he's in the middle of not a here, talking. About my wife. Oh, the wife. Oh, Adam, <laughs> lovely to meet you. And you, thank you. And see you later. Bye. Hello, Aaron. Would you like to speak? Hello. Oh, it's a recorder. Yeah, it's a recorder. Ah. We can edit, don't worry. Hello. Hello. And what are you hoping to see today? Um... Lots of different cosplay and things, I and mean, I'll introduce myself quickly and feel free to ask any questions as well. So I'm actually a totally blind person, so for me, I love coming to these different conventions. Yeah. Um, I love meeting lots of different cosplay characters and stuff, and I also do martial arts, uh, I do theatre. Yes. And... I think you guys have met me before, of course. Oh, yeah. And you know how excited I get. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing Michael Jason. I've been, I've been listening to all the Valyard oh, big yes, finishes, yes, ready yes. to meet him You're today. Brilliant. And I don't know what sort of cosplay to expect today, because for me, I like touching all the different materials. There are a lot of people here in full, full head animal costumes. There oh are lots of furry gosh. people here, and they will more than be happy to do, let you have a look at their costume definitely we've got a guy behind you who's dressed as a jedi and he's teaching people how to fight like a jedi oh. <laughs> and also we've got a very small stage but we're all in one room this year so you can actually hear people and see people at the same time rather than get stuck in one bit you're all part of together oh um so for me i'm even though i can't see i love gaming as well um this week um i know it's not a doctor who thing but um God of War Ragnarok is coming out for yes, PlayStation yes, 5 yes. and there are accessibility features for the blind. Oh brilliant! So I'll be playing on Wednesday. Oh, fantastic. Um, I'll be that playing with my carer, yeah. Yeah, um, fantastic. So, yeah. Um, How about you come back and talk to me again when you've had yeah. a wander around? And we'll get a feedback on how you're enjoying it then. And feel free to ask me some questions of your own too. I'm happy to Absolutely. answer some stuff. No. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just sorry that every time I say, what are you hoping to see? No, that's perfect. <laughs> um, the word see is, yes. I always consider it a figure of speech. Yes. yes. So you, yes. I, I prefer, you know, logic dictates you watch 
TV, but you listen to music. Yes. You don't listen to TV. No. So what are you hoping to see is the perfect question to ask me. Fair enough. I'm glad I cleared that up because I was worried about that one. <laughs> Thank you. We've also got... All through the day, there is a cosplay show. There's a cosplay competition at three o'clock. Three o'clock. Yeah. So you'll be able to see and hear your favourites. And hopefully be able to touch some of the cosplay. There is one guy wandering around dressed in a t- as a T-Rex. He's fantastic. Oh, yeah. 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 He's just wandering around in an inflatable outfit. It's quite a few up, And there's a loads of doctors, and we've got some cats in the TARDIS right Yeah, now. there's a two friends. We've got um, two... It's your new home, TARDIS. <laughs> I look forward to meeting Roy, the owner of the TARDIS, because I've got a story and a half for him. Oh, yeah? He doesn't even know. I said, do you know Phil the Fourth Day? And he said, no. Oh. Well, Phil the Fourth Day, you know this TARDIS? That is the TARDIS from Phil the Fourth Day. Yes, it is. And he doesn't know. So I'm looking forward He's to He's around it. somewhere. He's been talking to the Valyard for quite some time. Oh, yeah, no, that's who I'm looking forward to seeing. Oh, there he is. The Valyard. Aaron wants to say something to you. He's right behind you. Are you Roy? Hello. I'm Thank Aaron. you, my darling. I am in a very comfy room here and a comfy sofa with Clive Mantle. Hurrah. And have you enjoyed your time on the Isle of Wight? Oh, fantastic. Thank you very much indeed for inviting uh, both myself and my wife down here. It's, uh, it's a glorious place. How lucky you are to uh, live in this uh, hallowed part of the world. It's really quite remarkable considering the weather. I know. Well, <laughs> you know, that's a testament to it, that it shines forth even uh, in the grip of the storm. I, I, I wasn't last here in uh, about 60 years ago, but I did holiday continually here for three or four years, 60-odd years ago, mm. with my parents and my elder brothers uh, around Ventnor and uh, Shanklin and uh, all over the place. So I have very happy memories of more the names of the places. Uh, you know, They've come down through our family and folklore rather than actually memories of the places. But I'm going to do a tour tomorrow morning and uh, and pretend that I remember it all, yeah. That, I might bring lovely. back some nice memories, you never yeah. know. Yeah. So, of course, um, it's been a particular delight of us to be able to have you here at the event because, I mean, I think almost um, like a national treasure. <laughs> that's, that's really lovely of you to say. I don't feel like a national treasure. I feel like a bit, a bit of an undiscovered uh, rough diamond that uh, sometimes bursts out into the daylight and sometimes gets hidden in obscurity for long periods of time. Uh, that, but that is the actor's life. I mean, it. Uh, uh, you know, I expect during my 40-odd year career, I've been on the top of the world about 10 times, and it's equally uh, at the bottom of the pile about 10 times, you know, uh, where you're about to lose your house, you're about to you know, default on your mortgage, whatever it is. Um, and then other times where you, you cannot f- possibly fit the amount of work into the 24 hours that uh, that, it, that are allotted to you every day. It's it's feast or famine. It always has been, but it's uh, it's the only thing I can do other than write. So I may as well I may as well <laughs> carry on now. Bit late to change yeah, yeah. at this age. Well, I obviously remember seeing you first off in Robin of Sherwood because I, mean, I was about 17, 18, and I, that's when I moved out from home and I. 
I, was, I got my own, well, hired my own telly, my own video. So mm-hmm. in those days, it was loading four channels. So you had to re- record stuff. And, you know, you have so much choice now. Mm-hmm. So um, it was a Saturday evening. And even if yeah. I didn't really particularly like the series, not because of you, but because I thought um, that Michael Prade was a bit um, pretty boyish. And as a teenager, you don't like pretty boyish lads, you know. Yeah. But um, there was certainly a great cast that have gone on to greater things, oh, yeah. haven't they? It, well, it was amazing. It's funny you say about Prady because... Uh, uh, <laughs> he and uh, Judy Trott used to be one end of the makeup trailer in the morning having their cheekbones and adjusted. And yeah, so. and Ray Winston and I used to be down the other end of the makeup trailer having grease put in our hair, <laughs> dirt put in every crevice on our face. And we just used to look at them and go, uh, Do we live in the same forest <laughs> as you? You know. Um, but no, uh, glorious, glorious times. Yeah. I mean, I, my memories are of obviously making the series rather than the, 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 the finished product. Um, I'm scared of watching the finished product in case it's dated. I'm assured by people that it it, it, it's still worth watching. And I, yeah. it, was so, it was made with such love, and affection and skill. Well, yeah, and Clanad doing the music. Yeah, wow. it, um, uh, we, we, we loved it. We're, we're all very proud of it. And we, we all still meet up. We're oh, all good. great pals. Next year's the 2023 is the 40th anniversary of making it, uh, so 2024 will be the the 40th anniversary of it first hitting the screens, and we're going to have a, a massive hoolie. Uh, uh, that's all right. Ah, that's okay. Me, that's a podcast, Paul. Father. It's me, Paul here. Uh, not interviewing, just interrupting. Yes, yes, he's good at that. <laughs> and, and what a beautiful interruption it was. So that that's for, yeah, that's for, 40 years in the making, yeah. and uh, the, the the Robin and Sherwood fan base is so wonderful. It's uh, very loyal and uh, very gentle, very kind, and um, still you, that misty look in people's eyes when you talk uh, uh, about the series and about making it. Because these things really do mean a lot to people. Well, like I said, it's it's something that me as as I if it come out when I was my age, I'd enjoy. But as I'd say it was your attitudes and taste change as you get older. Sure. The type of things you want to watch. It certainly isn't isn't dated. Mm. Um, obviously, moving on was was uh, casualty, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure um, the character you played in Vigor Dibley was very much sort of based on. On that character, wasn't it? Well, um, Dawn, uh, I think Dawn said, uh, "I want that one to play uh, Simon Horton because she liked Doctor Mike." Yeah, yeah. so uh, I, I was very, very lucky. And what a joy to work on! Uh, she is just the most, the, the, the almost the supreme being, Dawn. I Fitch. just realised that you were in Victor Dibley. That's what you're talking about. <laughs> is, is, is he paid to interrupt? Yeah, <laughs> with his mouth full as well. <laughs> I know you're doing an interview. Yeah. I don't know, really you just want to know, don't you? But it just occurred to me, and I can see that. Yeah. The bloody episode. The most iconic, that puddle splash. I mean, I knew in the background. Of course. Amazing. Uh, of course, the, the scene only works because of how good I am in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it was a no, great reaction. No, nothing shot. to do with Dawn going in the puddle. No, no, no. That's it's probably. It's taken me so long today mm. to work out on you because your because your performance was so subtle. <laughs> <laughs> I blended <laughs> into the background. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Oh, Clive, you've done that wrong. Let's do a retake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, she, she's... Uh, he's not going to come in again, is he? No, no. He's that, uh, um, she's uh, the consummate... Uh, uh, she's the supreme being, I yeah. thought. Uh, she's wonderful. Mm. 
And uh, then, of course, um, diverse as you are, Game of Thrones. And I, I will admit, I haven't got around to watching it yet, but my wife absolutely adores that um, House of Dragon, which I she calls House it. of Dragons. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, well, she really enjoys it. And I said, are you going to watch Game of Thrones now? Because we've got it there to watch. Oh, Episode yeah. one is queued. Oh, and she yeah. just trying to persuade her to watch it. Yeah, well, it, it, an extraordinary thing to be part of because uh, the first series, 10 episodes, $50 million, and it's all up there on the screen. It really is. It's certainly, it's not, certainly not in our pockets, I know that. Uh, but uh, um, uh, an extraordinary thing to be part of. Not the most comfortable filming experience of my life. It was uh, minus 22 degrees in, <laughs> in Belfast when we were filming that. I was not long back from Everest at the time. Did it? Doing a so you were acclimatised then? Well, uh, the coldest it got there was minus 15. Oh. So it's, Belfast was 7 degrees colder than Everest. So uh, um, pick, pick the bones out of that. Uh, um, it's, uh, it was a bit, a bit chilly there on Titanic Dock in Belfast, yeah. Well, Carla was saying she's done some uh, Big Finish stuff. Yeah. Uh, have you been doing any Big Finish? Uh, I have. I think I've done three. Uh, I'm, I may well be underselling myself there. I may have done four. And, uh, but I've done a, also done a Michael Moorcock version of Doctor Who, the t- the something of the Terrorfiles, was it called? The Time oh. of the Terrorfiles. That sounds familiar. Um, and uh, um, I can't remember the titles of my big Finnish ones, but I know I played Oliver Cromwell. I played uh, an, uh, a space scientist and something else. Mm. But um, uh, by the very nature of them, you're in and out doing these jobs that very quickly. You know, they they uh, they come and go quite quickly. So it's hard to hold on to all the information that if it's yeah, about 20 years ago. I can remember quite a lot because I don't do a lot. <laughs> and I, t- I still tend to forget stuff. Yeah. Um, so uh, the, then the question leads to Doctor Who proper. I think you might be the only... Um, the only well, how did I describe you earlier on? Um, <laughs> national treasure. So yeah. That hasn't been a Doctor Who, so obviously it's, it's well, on the cards, isn't it? It's well, going to happen uh, at some point. Well, I hope so. Uh, I really would like to uh, be a small part of it. Mm. Um, uh, I, I feel vicariously part of it because Terry Walsh, our stunt coordinator on Robin and Sherwood, yeah. held the record for the most appearances in Doctor Who. And probably the most deaths as well. Yeah, because he was <laughs> stunt coordinator yeah. and he was like every monster that there ever was. Whether he still does hold that record, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. I know John Davies heavily involved in Mm. that sort of stuff in Doctor Who. But uh, Terry certainly (coughs) held it for a long while. And I had the great uh, privilege of meeting Terry Nation out in Los Angeles when we were out there uh, Mm. trying to get some work off the ground. And he he was very kind and gracious to Mark Ryan and myself Mm. and went round to dinner at his house. So, you know, to... To meet the creator of the Daleks in mm. that, yes, was a great honour, yeah. Um, mm. There was something I was going to ask on what it was now. So it's time for know. another interruption, surely. Yeah, yeah. Now, Paul needs to come in just to fill in that gap, doesn't he? Um, um, yeah, like I said about the um, you having not yet been in Doctor Who, it was a bit yeah. like uh, Michael Sheen not yet being in Harry Potter, probably a bit too late for that now, isn't it? Yeah. But, uh, but he's got no chance of being in Harry Potter now, no. but he has been in Doctor Who, so I reckon it's a good chance now RTD's in charge that uh, we're going to well, probably make a particularly good villain, to be well, fair. Well, let's hope so, yeah. It, it, it would be lovely to be part of it. I mean, it's, um, I've been incredibly lucky with the, the, the shows that I've been in, but... Um, you know, a lot of them are cult shows, uh, uh, but it would be lovely to have uh, Doctor Who under my belt Absolutely. as well. Absolutely, lovely for Doctor Who to have that as well. Oh. And one last thing, um, is there anything that's coming up soon 
that you can tell us about? Oh yeah, I'm doing a, a long, long, long theatre tour next year uh, of a Peter James thriller. Peter James writes um, Inspector Grace, which is on the t- telly, and this is Inspector Grace on stage. And um, uh, so we're going to 23 towns and cities uh, across across. Great Britain um, from about February till the end of July. So, yeah, that's yeah. going to keep me busy. Uh, I won't tell you what I'm playing in it, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's not a doctor and it's not a, it's not a, 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 a time lord or anything <laughs> like that. It's, uh, it, it, it's a very different part from people from what people have uh, known me for, I think. So it's good. that's going to be good fun. Yeah. It's going to be hard being away from home for a long period of time, but you've got to go where the work is. Yeah, you know, yeah. The economic climate uh, uh, necess- necessitates... Um, you, have to, you have to go where the work is, yes. Well, thank you, Clive. Well, we could go, I could go on for ages, but you've already had a long time on stage. No, that quick right. Q&A went particularly well, didn't oh, it? Oh, lovely. No, it's, uh, the people always astound you with the, the questions that they ask, and it always comes from a different angle or from the way they watch television, which oh. is in a different way than you do, and... To be honest, um, I'm just very grateful people are still talking about the shows that I've been involved in. And uh, it does show that you you can't always um, bank on the quality of work that you do. Sometimes you're really, really lucky and you end up in some fantastic shows. And, the, and sometimes you're not. You end up with the best will in the world. You think they're going to be fantastic and they don't turn mm. out that way. So it's a lottery. It really, it really is. But well, I've been going doing it for 40 odd years so I've got to carry on now yeah thank you no oh, you're very welcome enjoy the rest of the time in the aisle thank, thank you very much. very much looking for you hello again it'd be cool if um if you could maybe, maybe go between you and Izzy maybe yeah, Izzy, could, Izzy could ask you some questions too. so hello it's hello. Aaron Danvers Jukes again and how was it it was amazing <laughs> do you guys have any questions for me did you have any noticeable uh, problems and difficulties at the new venue. Food. Food. Yeah, the price of food was a bit. I'm sorry, but £12.50 for a sandwich, not. I'm sorry, um, that's daylight robbery. My parents told me. <laughs> yeah, I just next, should... next time we're gonna we're gonna make sure yeah. we've got a better. better I mean, I think yeah. as well, it's like quite literally professionals. I used to work for them, yeah, yeah. So the food would always be like actually yeah. really expensive. I mean, it's three pound fifty for just a pile of chips. No, that's ridiculous. So other than us moaning about the food, <laughs> what was your highlight? So it's a toss-up between. Um, What's his name? Um, ah, come on. Think, 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 think. Um, Michael Jason. Oh, yes, yes. And um, Clara and Clive. Oh, yeah. Um, those two. Brilliant. Um, you know, something happened. I mean, I'm not. Can I say what happened or do you think it's not a good idea? Um, you can say it. You can um, edit if you don't want to. We well, could say something. We'll talk to him to see what he thinks. Okay. Um, Clara gave me a free gift. Oh, yes. And, oh, and signed yeah. it. Yeah, um, that's alright, it's up to them. Amazing. No, she was brilliant, I had a good um, chat with her just now. She's such yeah. a kind person. I kept like giving her like glances, I was too scared to talk to oh, her. She like, was oh, she's so approachable, seriously. <laughs> yeah, I got to sit with her. And Gareth Clive, I got, I got, hey. your dad came and hoisted me off photos with everybody. Oh, really? <laughs> they, they, they are fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed the cosplay contest. Oh, yeah. um, props to... Um, Sean, 
who was um, she was a character from uh, I think Gen- no, she was cool. Yes. Um, Michelle was a character from Genshin Impact, yes. and when she spotted me, she she actually switched to an American accent <laughs> to start to chat to me, so I could hear, get an idea of what that character actually sounds like. And I met uh, the host Roxy Wolf, yeah, um, Gabriel, and Gibby. I call him Gibby. Oh. Well, Gibby, she, he, 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 he switched is. to um, an American accent. He does as well. a lot. Yeah, it's so cool. I know. And that's cool. And it's, I get that's um. Sort of did, you, did you get lots of descriptive um, help with the costumes? Did yeah. you allowed to have a good go and, and Yeah, they, and, and they were sure described to me. Yeah. Um, actually, I'll tell you who was good. I know not quite a cosplayer, but Clem, Clem So. Yes, yeah. Um, well, he was brilliant. Well, what he did was uh, he said, okay, you can't see me, but let me describe all these two. And he described every photo. Yes. He literally yeah. described. Yeah. They got black. So he was describing it, and I was reacting. Wow. Um, Michael and uh, Michael Jason the Valley was fantastic as well. He's the Valley, uh, he, yeah. um, Clive was hilarious <laughs> because um, I was like, "Oh, are you going to destroy the infant?" And we were chatting for the longest time, yeah. and he looked up the cast list. And so, destroy the infant. It's a big Finnish drama. Yeah. And he looked, and we were going down. And he said, "Oh, Clive Mattel. Wait, I don't remember being <laughs> don't in that." that one. <laughs> uh, we burst out <laughs> laughing. <laughs> So I've absolutely loved it. I hope there will be a fan TCCon 2023, wherever that yeah. cows will. Probably Adam thinking about Newport, Adam I think. Adam thinking about Newport, Newport yeah. Which I think would be much better. And then... I'll find someone with a radio one. And then from there, you know, hope we'll see you guys. I will keep in touch. I will... Yes, please do. I'll probably continue my big finish segment. Uh, Adam... You're doing Christmas Carol, but I've got but I've got some audio feedback left, which is for Trial de Valiard, which isn't the best because uh, it's the first time doing it, so I do cop a bit. And I'm but next time when I do my next audio, I will research it a bit more and figure out the cast and stuff and do it properly. Oh, that would be terrific. So, Thank but this first much. one is a, essentially it's a pilot. Think of it as a pilot. Let's it's see what see what the fans yeah. think of it. I'll try and keep them down for like four or five Do you minutes. You know what? We absolutely love fan feedback, and yeah. hearing from everybody, especially you, is going to be an absolute bonus. Uh, Thank Seriously. You. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. But you take care. You got Izzy there. And then me as well. <laughs> Love you lots. It's so good to see you again. Thank you so much. Yeah. I think you guys did amazing. Thank you. You, you know, I do try. And we, will be, we will be doing this again. We have to. Okay, I'm going to turn this off. Thank you Thank so much. Thank you so much. The 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast is an APV Services production sponsored by whoone.co.uk, lavazi.co.uk. We are a proud member of the Doctor Who podcast alliance. Doctor Who is a trademark of the BBC. No copyright infringement intended.